Hello and welcome to another finally episode of Crosstalk. Uh, this is the Augusta Croft Church's virtual Bible talk show. It used we used to call it Bible study, but I, I, you know, I mean, I think it's grown up so much more beyond that. It's like our our little baby here at Augusta Croft Church that is now a rambunctious teenager, and we're just trying to control it. Um, but glad to have you back. I am, of course, John. Um, and you may have noticed if you're a longtime crosstalk watcher, listener, person, that uh, Doug has changed. <laughs> Hopefully, I, get, you I got this more month. hair, but less hair. Right. No. Yeah, the hair is just relocated. <laughs> you finally got the beard, folks. No. Um, yeah. Uh, if you've been with us here locally, obviously, you know um, we've changed our local leader, uh, our local pastor. Um, as we do every few years, just to keep things interesting. Uh, but if you are a fan of the show and have been waiting for us to come back and, and um, this is your first time with us, whether that be somewhere off in the distance with the Salvation Army or just you found it on Facebook, um, welcome to you. And, and also welcome to Captain Jonathan to your first episode of Crosstalk. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I am excited and anxious. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, I feel like that's the good uh, chemistry you should have right. um, going into anything. Um, well, uh, we, we can ease into it, um, especially since you're new and we always like to, with Crosstalk, do a little bit of a get to know you anyway, kind of just to lower the barriers, uh, kind of level the playing field for everybody and everything. And anyone watching, listening uh, can feel free to let us know as well. But a question for you is if you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Because I know you don't really get much choice <laughs> and where you live. Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, of course, I've, I've always wanted to go to like Ireland or Scotland, but would I want to live there for a year? New Zealand pops out. Mm. Live with the hobbits. One, right. Uh, and of course, I'm a big fan of, you know, of course, my wife being from West Virginia, I love uh, the Appalachian Trail and, and, the, and that. And so the mountains, maybe. Mm. Uh, I mean, those are all good choices, but, uh, yeah, one of those, <laughs> no, <laughs> not not one in, in particular, anything. you know, cause I grew up in the Salvation Army and we moved, you know, my parents are officers. We moved all the time. So I've lived everywhere within the <laughs> Southern territory anyway, or so as far West as Texas and as far North as Maryland. And so, you know, <laughs> any of those are good. I like them. Yeah, it's interesting when you get the power of choice, how you actually have no idea. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, always, we always complain when we can't decide anything. And then it's like, okay, well, what do you want? It's like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> um, I, I, if it's only for a year, I definitely think it would be in, um, in or around the area of Dale Hollow Lake. Uh, right on the border of Tennessee and um, Kentucky. Um, we have a Salvation Army camp up there um, that I, I absolutely love. It's called Paradise Valley for a reason. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it covers all my uh, check boxes of you got a beautiful lake. Um, you're not too far from civilization, but you're also kind of in uh, the mountains and wooded areas. So, I mean, it's just it's nice. I don't think I could live there forever. I, 
I don't know. But uh, definitely a year there would help me decide. And I know I'd be a very happy man for at least a year. <laughs> so yeah, it is beautiful up there for sure. Yeah. Other than Disney, it's one of my happy places. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a couple that lived at Disney for a year. I don't think that's crazy. Well, apparently there's a suite in the castle in Magic Kingdom at the very top. Um, of course, it's buku money, but um, right. apparently you can uh, stay in the castle. And so I don't know that that might go on my my bucket list. Uh, well, there we go. So feel free to drop a comment down below if you're watching or listening to this. Uh, let us know where you would like to live for a year and why. It's just nice to get to know if you, when you ask certain questions, you get to know a lot about a person. Um, and so but we're excited to be back with Crosstalk. Like I said, um, sort of a Bible study, sort of a talk show. Um, obviously, it's just Captain Jonathan and I, so we're not experts in the field. No offense, <laughs> um, but we're we're definitely invested and interested in um, discussing the Bible. We do it regularly off camera, so why not do it on camera and enjoy it? And hopefully, it bears fruit for folks. And hopefully, in sharing this with everyone um, by adding to the comments and and sharing this, you grow the conversation and something beautiful happens. That's all we can really hope with what we do in life. So um, it's an excellent reminder to share the post. Uh, evangelism is easy uh, post COVID. Nowadays, you just got to share a Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but for this month, for the month of October, our return tour, we are discussing redemption. Um, yeah. The thought behind this was when we had originally planned to start Crosstalk, we were preaching in, in, in and near uh, about redemption. Uh, we were doing a series called Welcome Home. Um, Captain, you want to kind of give a, a brief of, of what that was and what, what, what that was like? Yeah, so we, we did this sermon series during um, August and September, and it was, it was titled Welcome Home, and it was essentially looking at um, different redemption stories, right? So we looked at the prodigal son, we looked at, uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, Peter. Peter, thank you. We mm -hmm. looked at um, the Crimson Cord. Uh, I mean, and there were there were others as well, including Moses uh, and Jonah, uh, and the story of Nineveh. But I love the tag that we had with it uh, that that said, you know, for for redemption or for the Welcome Home series was the difference between mercy and grace. Is mercy gave the prodigal son a second chance. Grace gave him a feast. I love that. And I think that plays right into what redemption uh, is, right? We, 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 we can sometimes boil it down to um, it's another chance, but, but, but redemption as far as Christ, like it's extravagant. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And, and just working through, we're all need redemption. Absolutely. So yeah, that was the series. I we and we enjoyed it for sure. Oh yeah, it was great. So this was Crosstalk was supposed to kind of partner with that. Um, at the time, life changed that uh, yes. as it do, yes. uh, and so we're doing it after. But it's still it's still cool because it gets to blend in. But you can actually go back and check that out um, for any of our congregants that are watching or listening, or for anyone that finds this after the fact. Um, we both have it on Facebook and on our podcast. 
Um, right. And so that might be where you're listening or watching this. If not, um, definitely check that out. We'll have that in the post and description of this wherever you're you're checking it out. So you can go back and listen to that if you want to. Now we're in a cool series. We're um, actually going through the letters of Revelation. So <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, we go from redemption to uh, a little bit of judgment, but with the hope of redemption, right? So, Absolutely. Um, but that, that leads into a great point to kind of jump off our conversation, I think. And that is this this first episode, we're, we're looking at defining redemption. And, and again, this isn't a theological seminar. This isn't, um, you know, anything high churchy. This is this is just us talking. And, and obviously for those uh, watching and listening, this is uh, open to you as well. How do you define redemption? I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it's easy. When we talk about redemption, the, the natural thing that kind of comes up is, well, what are we being redeemed from? Right. And so for, for me, it's that it's that, you know, the sin, that carnal nature because of uh, original sin going all the way back to the beginning of Scripture uh, after creation and all that and Adam and Eve disobeying uh, that we are all born into this sinful nature. So redemption comes from in in, you know, in large part, it's more than this, but in large part, it comes from being redeemed from sin, which is essentially separation from God, right? That I am being redeemed from being separated from my creator, being separated from the one who, who loves me so much uh, that, that sent the very best to die for me and for you and for all who are listening and and for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, you know, how I see redemption, but it's, it's also, it's it's just it's more than that because when i think about redemption just not just from sin but i think i not only am i redeemed i am continually being redeemed yeah right that that part of my character part of my my uh, brokenness from god uh part of all of that is continual to be redeemed and so you, you get into this kind of sanctification holiness that that my my character my my being that you know the fruits of the spirit the love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness and self-control all those right faithfulness that those are redeemed as well like what those really mean start coming out yeah that's kind of how i see redemption yeah no and i and i like that you get into it's not it's a weird thing in that it's a noun and a verb like it's yeah. It, yeah it's it's a thing and then it's also a process um you know much like forgiveness although sometimes we too closely associate forgiveness and redemption um because i think that goes back to like what we were digging into with sure. the welcome home series is forgiveness is just all right fine you can come back home <laughs> uh right you know um that grace is going above and beyond that and, and giving you what you don't deserve. Um, yeah. and, and so redemption definitely digs into that as well for me. And so, and, and, and similarly too, I, I can't define re- redemption without um, associating it with sin and kind of the way I a- approach it is definitely what's m- meaningful to me in that it's not necessarily that I'm sinless. It's not necessarily that uh, I have to do these things and I'll earn this. It's more that 
you know, both I and God recognizing I, I have sinned, I have fallen, I want what I shouldn't and I do what I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but that that doesn't have to be me or the way uh, I live my life. And so I don't have to fix all of that uh, because he, he's going to take to, to take that on. You know, if, if I believe in him and if I follow him and, and that gets into like you were talking about some of the sanctification things, if I do the things um, that chase after him uh, as the definition of my character, then um, all those things that I think disqualify me um, end up getting completely flipped around and turned around into a foundation for my new character. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, 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 with redemption, it's again, what do we need to yeah, that redemption from sin? But, right. but going back to why were we created in the first place? Like, why did God decide? Was he just bored? Was it, you know, like, why did he just say, well, I think I'll make people today? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what was the purpose? What was the point? And, and it was to have relationship with him, right? That that is our purpose. That is our, our usefulness. Uh, and, and, and that is, you know, part of what that holiness, that redemption, it's redeeming back to, to being useful to, mm-hmm. to God and, 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 and for the church, you know, those, and when I say the church, I mean, all those who are grafted into the body of Christ, who, who call on the name of Christ and have, have received salvation, right? Uh, that for the church, what more would we want than to be useful to our God who is loving and compassionate and sees others as, as needing that salvation as well. And I love, you know, as, as I was prepping this, you know, I pulled up a couple of scriptures and, you know, Genesis two, which are not Genesis Galatians. If you look, like Galatians deals a lot with redemption in mm-hmm. Galatians, but Galatians two 20. And, and, and as soon as I start this, right, we all know this. I have been crucified with Christ. Right? I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, right? I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. That's redemption. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think we can overcomplicate things. I, I think we do that in a lot of things. For sure. That's <laughs> human nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I think of an illustration, you know, given of like a son working for his, his dad's lawn care company and you've got one over here who's just this harsh boss um, laying out expectations and demanding perfection uh, from his son uh, and everything. And then on the other side, you've got this father who just, you know, loves and and directs his son um, to do the best that he can and everything like that. And he's just kind of there supporting him. He's not necessarily yeah. uh, scolding him or holding him to the fire and everything. And, and it's just like, sometimes we think that in, in the understanding of redemption, it's this owed thing. Hmm. It's like, all right, you've been redeemed. So now you have to do this. You have to do this. You've got to do it this way. You've got to get, you know, it's, yeah. it's this harsh boss of a father, not necessarily in the sense of um, out of, out of this love, you know, like for, 
for me, you know, I, I, I grew up with a, a fairly broken family, but you know, when uh, me and my wife got married, I was very much taken in by her family and especially her, her father. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I try, I try to do my best to go out of my way to, uh, show him that I love him. And it's not a, I owe you this because of how good you've been to me. It's literally just because he's shown me a kind of love I've never known. And I just want to make sure he knows I, I receive that. I appreciate that. And, and, and I return that. And so everything I do is, is out of that love And, and in redemption, you know, we can't, we can't make it this price tag, although it kind of has that essence in its definition. It's so much more than, all right, Jesus did this. Now we have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I like that a lot. I like the, the thought of it's an appreciation, right? Because of, you know, in your example, being your father-in-law, um, you know, it's, it's the same kind of because of God's great love for me that when when I was in open rebellion against him, right? Because mm-hmm. I grew up uh, in, in the church. My parents were officers, but spoiler alert, I didn't accept Christ until I was like 19. Like I knew who he was and we were fine and all that, but but I didn't accept that uh, until I was 19, allowing that to affect um, who I was in him. And right. so, you know, it's that appreciation. And I, 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 yeah, we sometimes turn redemption into if you do these things, then then you will receive that. But that's not how that works. And and right. and God peers at the heart. He knows why I'm doing these things. Mm-hmm. And it matters so much more why I do things rather than what I do. what you do. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, even even the prodigal son, you know, in that story, he's like, I, I, I know how I'll get my father's love back. I'll go back and I'll be a servant and I'll do these things. And it's just like, no, I just wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. If I get if I get you, I get all the things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Remembering the heart behind redemption. Um, all good stuff. Make sure uh, those watching uh let us know what you think uh what's your definition of redemption in the meantime i'm going to throw some definitions at you um looked it up uh and picked out two definitions so this first definition we've kind of hit on and this is a very churchy definition too so uh the action of saving or being saved from sin error or evil so even in in its definition like we've already talked about you can't separate that redemption is is and is necessary because of sin because of the way things are and everything and i I like that um but personally i like uh the second definition a lot the action of being of of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt um and what's really cool is in the bible especially when paul does talk about it um the way he uses redemption, it's it's this connotation that comes from like buying a slave from the market, like buying their freedom, yeah. right? So you've got that this person that's um, subject to this lifestyle of serving uh, another that uh, is in power, and you know you've got someone who comes in and say, I I, I want to buy their freedom. What what's it going to cost so that they can have a free life? I'll pay that. And there's nothing more perfect or beautiful, I think for uh, an illustration of, of the cross than that, uh, of us 
as slaves to our carnal nature to sin um, or to just simply living separated from God. And Jesus coming along and saying, what, what needs to be paid that they can be free? Because I'll do that. And um, that just kind of gets me goosebumps thinking about that. Yeah, I, I like the, the regaining piece of that a lot because that's we were created for uh, fellowship with, with God. Right? Yes. We were created for that. And so that sin separates us from that. So we are regaining back what was always intended for us, but mm -hmm. we forfeited, we gave it over. Right. And, and sometimes for our own fault and, and, and sometimes yeah, we were born into it. So not necessarily our fault, but it is inherent in us. And, and rather than reaching out for redemption, sometimes because sin feels good because it's, it, it, it's, it's self-medicating in many ways. Right. Uh, and, and when we do that, it's, I just, I want to feel, something right so because hurt people hurt people you know mm -hmm. that i just want to feel something and 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 redemption comes along and it's no 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 no. there's so much more than this yeah for you and i i love that because who are we we're we're, we're not we're, we're nothing and yet christ like cares for you and me so much and all his creation i, I just that blows me away it does um, there's a song by one of my favorite bands. I it I have to preface it's a metal band, so Come on. I caution anyone in looking it up. Sing but, it, sing it. Uh, it's <laughs> right. Uh, it's Wolves at the Gate. They actually have an acoustic version if you're you're not into um, good music. Uh, <laughs> but um, Wolves at the Gate, the Father's Bargain, and it's just uh, it's nothing super biblical don't take it seriously but it's it's just god and jesus talking about what are we supposed to do with these people yeah you know, you've got god on one hand full of wrath um obviously at that point he's de dealt with the israelites he's dealt with a lot of our stubbornness and he's just like I, I don't know what to do anymore and jesus coming to the father and saying i'll do it i'll i'll bring me their sin i'll take it all on me and yeah. um that song man it breaks me every time and it's absolutely uh given me my my kind of personal understanding and 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 um idea of redemption and everything because i don't know again you know when when i put a face to that sort of love when i see you know rob vincent as the face of that kind of love or when i see marion platt when i have these people that have loved me in such a way and i can yeah. you know, put their person on it. Yeah, It's so much more powerful. And so when I can put Jesus as the face of that love, because really when we talk about all these things, we're talking about very ethereal, intangible things, right? You know, we're talking about things that are, are of the spirit that we don't understand. Um, and so it can be easy to just think and, and, and devolve redemption to just forgiveness or devolve living holy to just Sunday attendance. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something more powerful when we give it a person. And for redemption, that person is Jesus. No better mm -hmm. person. Yeah, amen. amen. So uh, in speaking of that, um, had a great bit of uh, scripture here from Isaiah chapter 44. We, lo and behold, you can find a lot of scripture about redemption. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to get all of it in one because we do have four more weeks, uh, no, three more weeks to talk about 
uh, redemption. But um, as far as defining what redemption is, I thought this was a great little verse here. Isaiah 44, 22, uh, it says, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like this morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Amen. Wow. Um, and I think that's just such a great um, cap and reference to what we've been talking about, right? Um, how redemption deals with our sin. I, 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 I love because I'm and I'm glad that you you brought old an Old Testament scripture verse because, you know, redemption, when we look at it in the New Testament, redemption right. is very much spiritual, all that. And, and it is in the Old Testament as well. But the redemption that also came, as we talked about, for I have redeemed you here in Isaiah. Right. It, it's talking about not just the spiritual, but it's talking about, you remember, you know, the exiles. And mm-hmm. the I redeemed you back to the place I promised you, mm-hmm. right? And and it's that kind of redemption as well. And, or when you look at at um, Ruth and Naomi and the kinsmen redeeming them back to a place of of uh, I don't want to say esteem, but but a place of being able to have dignity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe God is a God of of compassion and love. And I, and I love, I think something we underplay sometimes, but what is important is the ministry of dignity and redemption. Part of that piece is dignity. Right. And and I think of like end of life care and all that. Like I have a, I have a great deal of respect uh, for those nurses and doctors who are in the, especially those nurses that are in end of life care and the dignity they bring uh, with that. I, I just, I, I think, it's so vitally important because God has placed dignity on each of us. Uh, and, and I think we should view each other uh, in that kind of way in, in redeeming one another is, is, you know, we all have our difficulties. We all have our, our shortcomings. We have all have all of that. Um, but, you know, pu- putting, like you say, putting the face on the love of Christ, uh, for those in your life who have spoken into you in that way. I think that's important, but I think also on the other side is putting a face on those who who don't know Christ and, and seeing them as not just a minor inconvenience or a, or a happenstance that you walked by today. Or a project. Or, pro- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I think redemption and, and i know we're going to talk about this more later in other weeks uh, oh it's but, going to bleed all the time yeah so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's unavoidable redemption like me being redeemed bleeds into other people being redeemed mm-hmm. at least it should right. and if it isn't am i really redeemed mm-hmm. do i truly have that redemption if it's not bleeding in to other people no, absolutely. And I mean, and although we'll tease that out more later on, I mean, in defining redemption, it's important to get into because, you know, I think it, it's it's not lost on me that folks watching or listening to this are kind of in two categories. Either they need redemption for themselves. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they know that or they don't um, or they believe they have redemption. They have been redeemed. Yeah. But maybe there's a way that hasn't played out in their lives. Sure. Um, 
And that can be just because it's been a bad Tuesday. That can be because maybe it wasn't set up on the right foundations. Um, like you mentioned, you're, you're, you grew up an officer's kid, uh, but it, it took 19 long years before that sunk in. And, and similarly for me, I mean, it took me years before it sunk in as well, really. Um, and it continues to. Uh, that's, that's part of that, that process of redemption that, that we talk about. You're never not going to be in need or in the process of redemption. You know, like 50 years in church, five years, five minutes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's always going to be working out for you. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, and and I've tried to find uh, Old Testament and New Testament references, because like you said, Jesus is such a redemption thing. We lean towards the New Testament all the time, but like finding those threads all the way throughout. And Isaiah is an easy one because of how much he talks about uh, the Messiah for sure. But yeah. God's plan and intent and desire for redemption for his people's kind of always been there. Like you said, even for way back with the uh, exiles, you know, yeah. um, it, it's always been a part of the plan. And we kind of take away some of his omnipotence if we think that that didn't happen until 1 BC or you sure. know, whenever sure. technically. <laughs> so that said, though, from the New Testament side, you want to read this one? You have such a great radio voice. <laughs> I got a face for radio. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Yeah. I, right. I mean, that that's the blood of Christ. That's, you know, on our the flags, the blood and fire, the blood of Jesus Christ, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And the redemption, like without the remission, without the spilling of blood, there is no remission of sin. And you and you see that in the Old Testament, right? In the in the way it was set up with the sacrificial uh, things you had to do with with scapegoats or or with birds or whatever it happened to be, or even the testing of Abraham and Isaac, which of course God then provides the ram. Um, but the the remission, like, and because it was always to remind us that our sin equals death right as a right? tolerance of sin equals death and so christ paying that price so that you know thankfully he he paid that price because i mean in the eternal price that will last forever not only because of the spiritual side of things but also to be honest and not too gross but the practical side of having to slaughter a lamb in the chapel that sounds terrible to me too much carpet nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, nobody wants to clean that up. Yeah. And and I love the, the last part, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Right. Not mine, not yours, which mm -hmm. are finite. God's who are who is infinite. Right. New mercies every day. Yeah. And I, this again also puts on that greater cost of like it redemption is something we can't do for ourselves yeah it, it just it's not something we can achieve um you know i just think of again thinking of the slave trying to buy off their freedom you know back back then i mean even and that's the thing like we forget sometimes it wasn't just a i own you you do that like slavery was in essence just very menial work right 
even if they got paid as servants of, of these folks, uh, there was no fair wages for what they got paid. That's why Paul often said, hey, pay your servants well. If you believe in, in the goodness and love of Jesus, then love people and pay them well, right? Um, and so, but, you know, there, there's all the different things they could say. Well, okay, well, you, you earned $3 today, but, uh, you know, rent's two fifty. And, you know, try paying off your freedom if you're constantly adding to uh, the debt. And that's what it's like when we're trying to do things for ourselves. That's what it's like when we're trying to add a value to life that is beyond our power. You know, we wherever we find ourselves in life, I think we all buy in spiritually deep down in that the way things are aren't the way they, way they should be. Yeah. Well, for ourselves in this world, like it, it's got to be better than this. There's got to be something better for me. Um, you know, those tugs at your heartstring are legitimate and God given. I think that's what clues us in that there is something better, but we can't get it uh, of our own work. You know, Jesus, uh, his, his sacrifice on the cross has to be a part of that. Absolutely. Um, and it has to continue to be a part of it. It, it has to be what rules our life you know um we're no longer slaves to ourselves or slaves to sin you know paul even says you know i'm slave for christ i i, I labor for him i do what i do now because of him which we kind of talked about um earlier in that out of love for the love we've received we live selflessly and live differently um, and, and I think that's something important to kind of latch on to in defining redemption and also moving forward, because we're going to talk about sin a lot. Um, just because I think both of us already, we agree and see we can't separate it. You know, right. the, the purpose of redemption is, is, is to buy us out of the debt of sin. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, the separation from God. Right. We, we might not mention sin specifically, but anything that would center our life and our purpose around us, make us um, the sole uh, recipient of our, our labor and our work and our intention, anything that would put us or others or stuff in the place of God mm. is sin. Yeah. And for those watching, listening that like, that's got, that's going to be up to you to kind of fill in the blank of it. Is there something that needs to be redeemed that's separating you from God? Is that, is, are you in that place? You know, is, is your life about worshiping yourself? Is, is it about other people? Um, is it about stuff? I don't, you know, I, I don't know. We all struggle differently with sin too. Um, you know, we all have different things that try and uh, re-enslave us. Yeah. Um, then, but that's, know, that's the beauty of the process of redemption. Yeah, and what you're talking I mean, that goes back to, to Exodus and the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Right? Because what you're talking about is, is idols mm -hmm. and the idols that we place. And when we say idols, so often, you know, the church puts things in there that, that are uh, that are innately bad, right? Mm -hmm. Sin and, and things like that. But I, but the harder teaching there is, yeah, we all get that. Yeah. Like, I don't worry about you going out and 
killing someone today. Right. You you know right. pornography is bad. Like you yeah. know murder is bad. Yeah. But the harder teaching in that is well, what about your spouse? What about mm. your children? What about your friends? What about your career? What about your finances? What about all of those things? Are they before God? Mm. Uh, and and that's hard. I adore my wife and my children, right? And even the calling that God has placed on my life. But if any of that is before God, it's it's out of whack. Right. Well, because, I mean, he, Jesus himself, you know, laid out, like he leveled the playing field and said, like, it doesn't matter if you um, never cheat on your wife. Right. If you envy your neighbor, if you murder, if you do, it, do, it doesn't matter if you do it in thought and not in deed, actually, even like Jesus blew up the expectations of what yeah. is and isn't sin because we try, we put ourselves in a place of defining what that is and isn't. We said it's okay as long as we don't actually do it. It's okay as long as we don't do these certain things or, or it's okay as long as we do this within a certain amount of time. Uh, you know, like all, all of this, this religious junk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's absolutely the hardest uh, golden cows to topple. Um, it, it's such a hard work. Um, and maybe, maybe you can kind of, give your recipe on how you, you do, do this, but like, it's such a, it's such a hard work because like, you know, how do you know if you're putting your family before God, how do you know if you're worshiping church and not the one mm. who's the head of the church? Mm. How do you know when you're worshiping work? When, when, so you, you cannot know if you do not read scripture, right? One, you, you have to be in God's word. You have to know what the word of God says. You cannot know if you're not spending time in communion with God. And and I don't mean like communion, like where you take, but I mean like in prayer and talking, right? The great thing about God is, is his omnipresence is he's everywhere. You, talk, you can have a conversation whenever you want and you don't even have to speak out loud. You can do it in your head and he, mm -hmm. right? And so whenever you, you have to do those things, read your Bible, pray every day, you'll grow, you know, uh, and once you've done those things, then it becomes much, I don't want to say easier, but it becomes simpler to recognize when what I am doing is out of the care is out of character for who God says I am. All right. Right. And 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 the one that you hit on, which is a huge one, <laughs> that we we replace Christ with the church. Yeah. And that's a massive one that we we sometimes, because the church is a good thing, by and large, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the church isn't, but sure. by and large, when and when I say to be more clear, the church, I mean those who are part of Christ, right? Not the institutions and those things, those that are a part of the body of Christ. That church is a good thing, but right. Christ has to be the head, has to be the cornerstone. You cannot build, you cannot move the body without the head. You cannot build without a foundation that is solid and strong. Without those things, it all caves in on itself. And you see Jesus over and over again when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, talking to the religious people, and he didn't hold his tongue back. He was very blatant with them. Absolutely. Because religion became their God rather than God being their God. 
Religion's Absolutely. not bad, but we have to keep it in check with our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. The For Salvation sure. Army is a great organization, but if we miss, if we miss the whole purpose in the mission, you see, you got me on my soapbox. If you miss the whole purpose and the, the mission of the Salvation Army and we're just doing things, where's mm -hmm. redemption for others in that? Right. Well, you know, and I think of James chapter two, um, we got into some interesting conversations with our teen group recently because, you know, like the way we always apply and read that is, you know, faith without works is dead. And yeah. I think, though, the modern church, the issue is reversed. I think, you know, you've got a lot of religious people that didn't love people back in the day. Now, now you've got a lot of churches full of people that do stuff and have no faith in it and behind it. Mm. Um, and again, it's a people thing. It's not a go to your pastor and, and, you know, we have to do these things to get it right. Like, no, that's like the church gets it right when the people get it right. Yes. You know, like it, it's got to be you and, and it's got to be a question of, all right, do you have faith? Do you say you are redeemed and you love God and you love his ways, but you don't actually practice any of that towards your neighbor? Right. Or do you do you do a lot of good things? And use that to justify your lack of redemption and faith. Yeah, you know, I, both are are a big trap um, for us, and and both are easy scapegoats for redemption. I think because you can take someone that believes and believes like no other can quote scripture, can do all the stuff, and looks the part, but never actually loves anyone. And then you've got on the other side, the person that has the most volunteer hours at the soup kitchen, you know, works for a reputable and good company. But when it comes to their heart, it's just centered on themselves. Yeah. And Absolutely. so. So I say it's not what you do, it's why you do it. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and redemption, like you said, I can't redeem myself. I need Christ. However, I can be actively involved in what, how that, how that manifests out of me. Yeah. Other people. Right? Yeah. You have to be. I, and I can be held accountable for what I do or what I don't do. Right. And so that's why the, 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 the hard thing that you cannot be held accountable for, at least not by, uh, by me or you or any other believer right is your heart condition god can do that but that's why it's so important to make sure your heart is right right helping other people because it makes me feel good is okay helping other people because i feel compelled to love them because god loves them is a whole nother thing right that just brings on goodness and greatness right you know i i you now that um here in a part of the, you're going to hear this a lot, but this love, love wins, love wins every time. Absolutely. Well, and, the, and that's where kind of putting it on, it's like, it, it feels bad. Like it feels like you should be able to tune into a Bible talk show, um, maybe with better uh, hosts, maybe like, you know, it, it feels like you should be able to go to church. Uh, it feels like you should be able to talk to a pastor and they tell you what to do and it works and it's yeah. just right. Yeah. Um, it feels cold and, and harsh to put that in, you know, 
your playing field, but it, that's where it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, not that redemption is your work to do, but ultimately only you know if you're redeemed and if you're in the work in the work and process of being redeemed. Yeah. Um, and that's what I say. That's a heart. That's a hard heart work. Um, Cause I mean, like, and I think it's struggle for anyone. I think it can get easier depending on your walk and your life and your age um, or, or in uh, your familiarity with doing it. But like self-awareness is, is man, that's the hardest thing to grasp and do to actually remove yourself from yourself and look and see and, and judge even, and then actually make choices based on your judgment, not just to be able to see like you, you mentioned something great in that, like, you know, God's word is never going to contradict God's will. And that if you are in his word, you'll be able to see when you're messing up. You'll, you'll be able to catch when you're serving yourself, when you're idolizing something or someone else other than God, but then it's what you do with that. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a harder conversation then too. We can always find our faults. I'm my worst critic, but then do I do anything about that? Yeah. I can see where I'm living like I'm not redeemed, but do I want to redeem that? Do I want to change that? Yeah. Um, that that's something we come uh, to, to Jesus with. Uh, that's something we have to go to Jesus for. That's something that has to get bought by the blood, you know? Um, it, it, it's got to be something we drag into the light and say, this isn't what you would want for me, God. Help. Yeah, we have to be teachable. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know if you got any other big thoughts. That's about uh, that's no. about what I had. I don't think um, I have big thoughts very often. So. <laughs> uh, well, we turn it back to our listeners. First of all, thank you guys, uh, everyone that tuned in um, yeah. when this was live, uh, after the fact, whether it's um, you're seeing our beautiful faces or listening to this. Um, thank you. Hopefully this has been um, a tool to you, something useful, something encouraging, and maybe even something challenging. I, I think that's always the point. Not that you listen to this and feel good because – First of all, we're not experts, but that you would hopefully have something that leaves you wanting to be better. Yeah. Um, and if I can encourage you in that, there's only one way and one uh, possible hope for any of us to be any better than we are, and that's Jesus. And so uh, if we can leave you with anything, it's that redemption's in him. And as we talk about this further, um, I mean, I know it's on my heart and I think uh, Jonathan's as well, that we just pray that um, redemption would be real to you, um, not just something you listen to a podcast and can quote and think that you're an expert in, but that it, it's something you live yeah. uh, and something you chase after. So um, if you happen to be in the Augusta area, um, please know we've got exciting things happening. First of all, if you like us talking about the Bible, we do it every Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check it out here on Facebook, or you can come visit us at the Augusta Crux Center. Uh, we'd love to have you. We have Sunday school at 10 and worship at 11. Uh, again, we're kind of, we're our, our series now, we're going through the seven letters to the churches of Revelation. Uh, so that actually might make you not want to come, but trust nah, me, it's, good stuff. It, it's, it's just as, um, uh, we, we tackle a lot of the same golden cows we, we did here, I think. You know, yeah. I, I think uh, if you can get anything from this, it's that we 
we we're fans of and good and good at even criticizing the church and so that we can be better for it absolutely um because we are the church and we absolutely. want to be better absolutely so come check us out for that we also have uh youth and adult ministries on thursday nights at five uh that's bible study that's uh different uh small groups that we have and everything that's from the age of one to 101 sorry at 102 we just cut you off because at that point it's just weird <laughs> and we don't have tacky tapioca pudding for you so <laughs> um if you're not in the augusta area hopefully you have a church you're plugged into this is no replacement for that so um yeah uh, definitely reach out find that because one of the best places to work on your redemption is with a great body of believers and while we would love to have you uh, virtually or otherwise, uh, I can't recommend enough. You have your own church. So, uh, with that, Captain, you want to close us in prayer and then, uh, we'll call that a night. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for your redemption plan for us. We thank you that it is for the world that, that you loved us so much that you gave your son for whosoever will. Uh, and so father, may we, um, be a part of that redemption plan, not just for ourselves, not just for our families, but for all those we come in contact with. May you guide and lead us and may the church stand up and be the church you have called us to be. Father, be with us this evening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Everybody have a good night. We'll be back next Tuesday with more.